Feel it coming in the air Yeah And there's screams from everywhere Yeah I'm addicted to the thrill I'm ready It's a dangerous Stop. love affair Come on Can't be scared when it goes down Got a problem, tell me Stop. now Only thing that's on my mind Is who gon' this town tonight Hey, welcome into the Palmy Lasseter Sports Talk Show We are live, it's Friday It's Friday, it's it been a while Friday. Back from vacation a week. Demi Lache is here in studio. Dougie B. Mr. Vacay traveling outside the lines himself. Hello, man. With your little Ohio State Buckeye shirt. We're going to get to that, too. As yes, well. we are, There's baby. Some interesting news coming from that way. Uh, that, I've, that I believe I said numerous times. Yeah, you probably mentioned it to Kwame. 888-346-9144 is the number to call in. Join us on the show. Kwame will be calling in live around the second segment. Uh, first and foremost, man, how you been? It's been a while. Great to see you back in form. A lot of a lot of sports news, man. This week. Oh yeah, it's you know, and I hit down to uh, Mexico last week, leaving tonight for Colorado for another week. So I feel kind of like Kwame, man, just visiting in other states and countries and everything else, man. But it's good to kind of get away, and especially Colorado up there in the nice and coolness, and uh, some things are legal there now. But uh, oh, easy there. Sports are yeah, sports have been popping up almost every day on my Twitter. Something's good's happening. Mm-hmm. Not a lot, not a lot of knuckleheads though. That's mm-hmm. a good thing. In Colorado? <laughs> no, no. I'm saying sports wise, not oh. a lot. I, I don't really have any knucklehead Friday rants right now. Well, there was a couple over the, this past week. I know uh, Ty Lawson got cited for his second DUI like um, this year so far. I mean, it's what it's already July towards the end of July. Um, it's his second DUI already, and not only that, Steve Smith, he got his uh, three-game suspension handed to him from the NFL, Roger Goodell. Um, there has not been, you know, national knucklehead news, but it's, it's definitely been some situations this week um, that still, you know. Well, Steve Smith was already done in the work. You know, that was just in the works. Yeah, uh, it was a, it was another college athlete. I can't think of his name Florida right State? Now. No. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not Florida State, uh, uh, but it's around that down south area where a kid got cited for a DUI. A couple of guys, a couple of teammates got arrested. I can't think of the uh, school right now. So, I mean, it's not like a national headliner, but it's still situations that go on definitely during the summertime, especially with football camp coming up. I'm very surprised. Uh, I know for football, uh, college football, camp starts around, you know, August 1st, August 2nd, that first week of August. Um, camp is on its way next week. Um, not only that, the NFL starting up as well. It's less than two weeks on the clock, um, less than 50 days overall for the NFL uh, kickoff game one, week one. Uh, oh, I'm so excited, It's time man. to get your fantasy teams together. Yes, um, yes, yes. JPP probably not on my fantasy team this year. I mean, he would never will be. He's just a part of the defense. But right, you still have a defense, right? I mean, I'll still take that Giants defense over a lot of defenses yeah, in the true. NFL right now. But, yeah, NFL, less than two weeks. Um, I know last time we were in, well, last show was Friday, so I definitely want to pay homage and do to uh, the British Open, jumping over to the golf. Um, Shouts out a lot of respect to Zach Johnson. His uh, speech afterwards was very intriguing, um, very emotional for him, with him tearing up, talking about his success and winning. I don't know if you really caught the British Open. I kind of felt, um, you know, I respected, you know, Zach Johnson coming in clutch. Uh, I watched pretty much all of Sunday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, I didn't really catch the final on Monday. I missed the playoff, but definitely kept the updates on my phone. Um, 
but it it was it was a shootout towards the end. I thought Jordan Spieth was going to come out, you know, and uh, dominate. Especially Sunday, I know he let up a little bit, uh, lost the lead going into Monday, and he got eliminated early. But I felt like he let this one go. I yeah. mean, but I mean, what do you expect? This guy is twenty one years old, and you know, still competing every tournament after tournament after win after win, and came up just short, you know, of going into that playoff round with Zach Johnson. Uh, also, um, I want to call out Dustin Johnson. You know, he was leading after Thursday during the British Open uh, of last week. And once again, same old story. He was actually leading, yeah, Thursday, Friday. Same old story, just a different day. You know, and Dustin Johnson not really uh, having that clutch gene in his system. Yeah. Um, let another one go. Jordan Spieth, uh I don't know if it's too Good much man. golf or he got it fatigued. The weather was uh, was pretty terrible. You know, the wind blowing, uh, the gusts of the winds, all four days were tremendous. I mean, guys' balls were going left and right, and it was it was pretty atrocious. But you know, you got to find a way to get through it. And shouts out to Zach Johnson, man, coming through. Yeah, you d- you definitely got to finish the game, especially late rounds. Your day three, you're coming into it, and you're right there. You've got to be able to finish it off, especially as a pro golfer. I mean, he's coming up, like we mentioned, he's 21 years old. He's going to get there. He's still young. So there's a lot of factors that, that you've, that's going to play into it. But, you know, you look at Tiger when he was that age, and he was just off the chain, throwing it up there, competing, just blowing everybody out of the water. So you kind of want to see Spieth be able to start doing that here really soon and really kind of take that game over. Um, and while we're talking golf, I do want to give a shout-out. Uh, right now, he is in the uh, tied for, granted it just started, but tied for 20 right now in the uh, Canadian Open. But a guy here from, locally from Arizona went to my high school before I left, Ches Reevy. Um, he's been in the golf world for quite a while now, but he's really starting to actually compete in these tournaments and start, mm-hmm. start placing a little bit. Um, so mm-hmm. hopefully we see him start coming up and being in that top five finish very soon. But uh, Chez, get out there, do your thing, man. ASU boy, so good to see him actually competing out there now in these uh, opens and hopefully maybe a green jacket or something soon. Well, yeah, we'll see, I guess. Um, I haven't really followed up on him too well, but you seem to pretty know him pretty well. So, um, yeah, it's always great to know a guy, you know, competing at that high level and, you know, finally getting through that door and, you know, of the opportunity and making the best of it. So I hope he makes the best of it. Uh, we'll see. But, you know, going back to, you know, Jordan Speed during the British Open, I mean, I, I just felt like that momentum was on his side for like two days in a row. I mean, he just got it going. He was against the win. He played through it. I mean, it was the Jordan Speed of late. Um, a couple of bogeys. And I think he got a little far behind from day one, so he had a lot of making up to do. So, I mean, I tip my hat off to that. I mean, that kid, he, he's a fighter, man. 21 oh, yeah. years old. He's so focused right now. And that's the point I want to, you know, call out on that. He's just his mindset right now is incredible. It's it's Tiger like, you know. It's well, I, I should say early Tiger like, um, <laughs> not as of late, but at that young age, and you know, having that confidence, having that swagger, you know, just building, you know, on, on top of that fatigue, you know, just building success on and off the course. I mean, he you see it, you know, you see that Tiger in his eye and. That's rare. You know, like you, you compared him, you know, Tiger, he was closing these deals, yep. you know, like no other. I mean, I don't know anyone else, no one else that young that was doing it, 
that have done it the way Tiger did it, but Jordan Spieth, you know, since I've been watching golf, since I've been a fan of, you know, this game and really picked up on and knowing what the game of golf is all about, it's 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 exciting to see. I haven't seen another young professional do it. Um, and, you know, he, he's just doing it round after round, man. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was incredible. But he came up short. I think he mm-hmm. let actually let this one go. And uh, Zach Johnson definitely took advantage of it. I mean, his emotional speech at the end was it was it was right. pretty incredible. It, it caught me, you know. It was, it was pretty nice to see that, to hear that from him. And there's a few. I mean, there's there's a good amount of young golfers coming up right now on the tour because you've got yeah, Jordan, is. you've got Rory, you got some of these guys that are in well, there. Rory has that ankle issue right now because yeah. he want to play soccer. Yeah, <laughs> he want to play soccer moms, and I don't know. But you look at you look at golf, and you look there's just a dozen players under under the age of 25 right now that are coming up so yeah it's good because golf golf needs that young player to start coming up in the tour start bringing everybody involved because it's always kind of been the older guys out there um you know but that that group of guys is in the senior tour now but it's good for the game of golf in, in general because if you notice a lot more people are playing golf there's a lot if you drive by any course there's a lot of you know late teens to guys in their 20s out there playing, where 10 years ago you really didn't see that that often. Right. You know, so the game of golf is evolving a lot more. A lot more younger guys are picking it up and playing, which is good. So, but, yeah, it's uh, Jordan you, tying that belt. Yeah. Um, like you said, the Canadian Open started um, as of today, correct? Um, you know, you have Campbell leading right now. He's at, a, what, a 14 under par. Uh, definitely different weather climate right now uh, yeah. <laughs> than how it was Ooh. during the British Open. But, um, yeah, today is, 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 is kicking off. You know, Friday, new tournament, another week. Uh, we'll see what this all, you know, holds out to be. Keep an eye on it over the weekend for you. Um, other news that's jumping out, man, during this week, like I said, man, there's a lot of sports throughout this week. And, you know, we, we, we had time of, like, you know, a little vacation time getting out and about, but – um, hey. one one deal that I really just wanted to uh, speak about um, going towards the NBA right now. It's the summer league right now. Vegas is hot. If you're an NBA mm-hmm. baller or around the game of basketball, Vegas is the place. Yes, to to bend. I guess you could say in the to past bend. two weeks to bend. To yeah, bend. That's, that's that's English grammar one on one. But Vegas was the spot, and not only because the summer league was going on, but. A lot of the superstars of the game, or how can I say, the, the star players, you know, they were out and about looking at, you know, some of their teams, some of their guys competing, the new guys who they have coming in. Um, they also had the USA basketball um, team that was getting together right now. Uh, they have their camp starting up here soon as well in August. I mean, it was just, it, it's just that time of the year, and a lot of guys are out there training, great weather. Uh, the Players Award was presenting it as well. But before I get to that, uh, I want to pay homage and, and a huge shout-out to uh, Becky Hammond. She was the uh, head coach of the Summer League team that won the Summer League tournament. I know it's not right. a big, huge deal. But in my, my eyes, Coach Hammond, it's a great deal because she's um, she's a woman. Yep. woman in the NBA, in the you know NBA sport where it's nothing but men, of course. Yep. Um, assistant to, you know, the great Greg Popovich. And she took that uh, Spurs team, Spurs system, whatever you want to call it, and, you know, had 
a bundle of guys because this is the summer league. You get a bundle of guys, you know, never really played together, played against each other, you know, some way or some form. But you get them together within like a two-week span, get to coach them up, and then you go play in these tournaments and see who can really work into that roster spot, right. who's going to have that fight, that hunger, and who's going to have the talent and the success to show that they deserve a roster spot. Um, it shows, you know, just a couple of weeks you can put a team together and you can go out and win a NBA-level tournament. And that's what Becky Hammond did. Yep. Uh, Coach Hammond definitely represented not only, you know, for the Spurs, but as for women, showing that she can be successful in this game of basketball, of in the NBA and coaching. Um, she was a tremendous player, you know, no doubt about that. She played in the WNBA for years. But under Greg Popovich, who, you know, is that guy, you know, is the uh, modern-day Phil Jackson, I guess you could say, quote-unquote. Uh, but, you know, you got to pay a lot of respect to that, man. That was huge. I'm like, dang, this girl, you know, she had a team for about two, three weeks. You put them together for a little camp, and then you send them off to a tournament, and you coach them up, and you come out victorious in a tournament-type level play. You know, kind of remind you of the playoffs where it's like every game matters, you know, right. one and done. You know, and it, it gives a lot of these guys a little boost, you know, a lot of respect um, throughout the other GMs. It plays them more games, you know, for opportunities for scouts and, you know, GMs to see these guys play. Yeah, and she definitely knows the game. I mean, you mentioned being part of the WNBA. She knows the game. And the women, you're looking at women starting to kind of break through into the NBA because you look at the rest. Mm-hmm. We have the female ref now. Mm-hmm. So now you have Becky Hammond. And, and I'll tell you what, Greg Pop, he couldn't get, I don't think he could say anything more than he already did as far as how pleased he was with what she did. Um, really kind of praised her a lot. Um, you know, it was a big deal when they first hired her. And now it's even bigger because of the Summer League uh, situation. So it's it's definitely good to see her coming out there and, and doing it and kind of showing that, Hey, we can come out here. We can help coach. We can do these things, you know. Um, but the summer league, man, that was it was awesome to watch some of the it was, players. Yeah, it was great to watch, man. Suns, did you see some of the Suns players lining yeah, up? Yeah, the man? Suns Ooh. made it. The Suns made it to Played, the championship yeah. against um, Spurs. Against the yeah. Spurs, and uh, I mean, they look phenomenal. They look great. I like Devin Booker's game. He showed more. Worked. Yeah, he showed Ooh. more of you know not just a shooter. What he came into the draft and, you know, scouts saying he's the next Clay Thompson because he can he has that touch from deep. But, I mean, he showed a lot of other uh, talents throughout his game, man. Like, he was driving to the basket. He looked smooth. He was, you know, dunking the ball with force and getting back on defense. And uh, he's going to be a great fit for the Spurs oh, yeah. and this, no, or for the Suns in, in the future. And yeah. also T.J. Warren. I mean, we saw what he was doing towards the end of last season, but he made the Suns look, yep. look great as well. Definitely looking forward to Suns ball now, man. I mean, oh, like you said, you just – I was kind of – when the Suns picked up Devin, I kind of questioned it a little bit. After watching him play in that summer league, I didn't really question it anymore. I think he's going to come in and just be a perfect fit for that team and help him out, especially with Bledsoe. But, I don't know if Bledsoe's going to be there too much there. longer. I don't I – don't, I'm honestly – I think it's, it's his time to – I think the Suns are going to be very aggressive in the trading aspects. The reasoning is they signed, um, you know, Brandon Knight to that huge deal. Yeah. And Devin Booker just looked phenomenal, man. Um, He's going to be on the court this season. Yeah. Um, And then you also have, you know, T.J. Warren playing that three position. 
Uh, Tyson Chandler coming in. Alex Lynn, I wasn't too sold on him during his summer league play. Um, it was great no. to finally see him play without <laughs> being injured after two games. But well, and that's a big thing. It yeah. came back from injury. So, I mean, you're not going to expect anything that big from, from Lynn coming out of surgery. But we'll see, man. It's Who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just not. I just. I just don't think um, Eric Wetzel will be there. I'm not. They, you can get some valuable pieces for. Yeah. You know, for Eric Wetzel, but you know, it was it was other teams out there competing as well. Um, you know, uh, but the Spurs, you know, came out on top. Um, there wasn't all like, like a lot of teams that really stood out. Besides, honestly, the Suns and the Spurs. To in my aspect, um, it was great to see some of the second round draft pick guys. Uh, you know, stand out for the teams, and some guys got signed to, you know, some deals already. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's just what the NBA Summer League is about, man. I, I know I talked about that Friday, uh, last Friday, and how, you know, these guys are getting out here to compete. These guys, you know, don't have a guaranteed roster spot um, besides, you know, the first-round draft picks who I think uh, Justin Winslow and Stanley Johnson, I think they're just automatic, um, even though Winslow has sustained an injury. Um Stanley Johnson, I think he's going to be incredible for Detroit. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just looked, he just looked good, man. Yeah. He, he was dominating for the Pistons in Orlando. Um, he just looked great. But you know, for these other guys, you know, who are playing in the D League, um, these guys show, you know, they, they get to play with hunger. Every possession matters. So oh, yeah. it was great to see that. Yeah. Hey, and switch off real quick before we go to break. Were you talking about Charles Mosley for Tennessee? With yeah. The DUI. Yeah. Okay. That's the guy. Did you? Did you read about it? Knucklehead. See, now I have a knucklehead rant. Okay. Well, right, 18 years old. We, we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll talk about it as soon as we come back from man. break. You listen to Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show, and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. This is Frank Sanders, former player with the Arizona Cardinals. You're listening to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show with Demery Lachey and Doug Brimmer, the number one sports talk show in Phoenix, Arizona. Before we, you know, kind of went to break, Thank God it's you were discussing about, you know, no knucklehead rants, and you just followed up with two <laughs> quick in a row, you know, as soon as we get back here. So, Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show, we are back uh, live for the second segment. Demi Lachey is here in the studio with the one and only Dougie B, who's definitely going to take over the mic here and discuss his rant on some of these younger kids or college athletes, these knucklehead stories. So you, you talked about the guy from U of A and or, you know, you know Arizona. Right. Wildcats, correct? Right. 
Well, we'll start off. We'll finish up with Tennessee since we brought that up first with Charles Mosley. Um, 18 years old, stopped. First, he was driving 79 in a 50 mile, 55 mile an hour zone. Uh, so right there, depending on where it was and with Tennessee's rules, you're looking at probably criminal speed. But then the arrest, uh, arresting officer noticed no order of marijuana as he approached the door. So he's looking at a DUI. They did a blood draw, and it's going to be DUI drugs. Um, obviously, he registered last year for breaking the leg in a car accident. So that's number one knucklehead, smoking weed and uh, driving after that. We got, which I'm loving it because ASU fan, you got U of A offensive lineman Jordan Poland. He got arrested for trafficking in stolen property. Uh, basically, what happened on that was he went to pawn a um, microphone, which I'm not sure what type of microphone. I didn't get into details, but pawned a microphone that were that was involved in a burglary. They're looking into if he was somehow tied into that burglary at all, or just kind of bad luck. Pawned a microphone. Yeah, that's one. I don't know what type of microphone. I don't know if we're talking about our microphone here, but it was a. That's resi- the only microphone yeah. I could think of. But it was a. It, and I, that's why I don't understand because if it was a burglary, they didn't mention where the burglary was occur, you know, where it occurred at, anything in nature as to what. It was. Hopefully, it just a said studio a or a radio station, or and, yeah. maybe it came from Radio Shack. I don't know, but but you know what? He, <laughs> and that's the thing is, it's just a news report. Now they could be talking about a microphone as far as like an Xbox mic because those can get pretty expensive. I mean, those are a few hundred bucks on some of those Turtle Beach ones and everything else. But anyways. Goes and tries to pawn it. You sound like like official gamer. Sir, I just know. No, I'm just knowledgeable, man. <laughs> just knowledgeable. So, anyways, he was arrested on stuff. Uh, so, U of A, they're looking at it. And he was actually supposed to come in and get quite a bit of playing time and help that help that uh, line off. Um, another one, we have, you talked about Mosley. But then, uh, University of Massachusetts tight end Todd Stafford. He was arrested uh, a couple days ago. And those are um, those are the big big schools. I mean, there's there's a place called ArrestNation.com, and you can go college football players arrested. And it is just a list. I mean, you I, I have, don't want to go on that website. <laughs> I'm don't, telling don't, you, don't bring that website. It is now. just nobody, a list. Nobody cares. Nobody wants to go see a website. I mean, like it's if you're very heads. interested in seeing, you know, kids get in trouble, go for it. Um, I know we talked about this a little bit on the break. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I can't get mad at these guys for, you know, doing what they're doing. I mean, yeah, it, it is idiotic. It is immature. Um, it is, you know, s- silly for them to do these things. But at the same time, and, you know, they're kids. I'm and not, I'm not perfect. No, know? and I get it. But at the same time, you're, you're in a big college football program, even a smaller, there's a lot more on to you. Just look at, Take a look at it. These guys are not getting offices. paid, though. They're not getting paid, but some of this stuff is just, Yeah, it's I the mean, opportunity that it presents itself, but right. it's, I mean, this happens in every profession. Okay. I mean, but when I was at Western Man, I, there were some stupid things I could have done, but I had the right mind to say, you know what, this could screw up a whole lot of stuff I have going on for me right now. I'm not going to do it. Now, are there some things that we could have gotten in trouble for? And I say we as in me, you. Other guys out there, of course, and we never got caught. But some of the stuff that's going on out there, st- stolen in traffic, come on, man. Like, I understand some of the, the marijuana charges, some of that stuff, it is what it is, you know? Yeah, yeah. But st- you, yeah. I, I don't care if you're a kid or not. Mm-hmm. 
you're stolen, you're trafficking in stolen merchandise, and you're telling me he doesn't know it. He might. There's like a five percent chance that he didn't realize it was stolen. But other than that, man, come on now. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the things we've got to look at. I don't care if you're at 18, 19 years old, you know right from wrong at that point. Right. And here's my take on that point. I mean, we don't have to spend too much time, but it is a serious issue. That's the whole deal. It's a serious yeah. issue right now. If you get in any type of trouble, especially with social media, the way that, you know, the media can grab any attention and, you know, it can run with it. Um, so, yeah, um, this website, building this website, though, I'm, I mean, that's what, what is that? Like, come it's on. News. What is what does that bring? How does that help them get better? How does that help the world get better? How does that help college football or programs get better? It's just a site of someone wanting raining off just to you know show these kids out, make them feel well, bad now, about the situation even more. I'm just to not, back up the website. It's uh-huh. just not on college football players. It's arrestnation.com. So they have anybody and everybody that's been arrested there. Okay, but you can tag into college football. You can tag in NFL. You can tag in Arizona. It's going to show anybody and everybody. It just kind of—it's not just towards college football players in general, right. trying to degrade these kids. Okay. So, but last last knucklehead rant, and see, I'm never going to talk about. It. I don't have yeah, anything here we anymore. Go. One more. Three Arkansas basketball players arrested, facing forgery charges. Yes, I did hear about that one. Ooh, we that is felony. Yeah, that's not a misdemeanor DUI. That mm-hmm. is, you're going to be locked up for a while, felony charges, man. For um, Counterfeit $20 bills, $50 bill, and $100 bills. Mm-hmm. So um, go through the players. First one that's kind of facing all the stuff is Anton Beard. He's looking at nine counts, first-degree forgery. Um, then you have Ja'Cory Williams and Dustin Thomas. Thomas is facing two counts, and Williams is facing one count. So knuckleheads. That's 12 counts between the three. Knuckleheads. Um, but – I mean that's it's crazy, but I, I, I'm gonna go out on the limb. I'm, I mean, I'm just gonna tell you how it is, how I really feel about it. <laughs> it's just you know, they're, they're young guys, they're kids. There's a ton of uh, immature ideas that I grew up from, that I've seen, that I've been around. Um, do I? Can I speak for them? Not necessarily, because you know I don't know their ways of growing up. These kids. They could they they probably grown up different from me. These guys could have yeah. been all the way. I'm not looking for it. I'm not trying to make up an excuse for them, but I'm just saying, um, yeah, there there definitely is a point in time where you have to mature up and you know just have to say no or stop or that's right. not a good idea. Fake money. Um, again, man, these kids. I, I, at the same time, man, I don't <laughs> know how the way they grew know. up. I don't know how they grew up. I don't know who's around them. That's probably they probably been seen been around fake money since. Um, since birth, no, they're not mafia you don't kids. Know. Come you, on, you don't know that. You, you honestly, you don't. No. You don't know their background, and you know these are kids during doing immature things, and it's not a good light that you put on, especially for kids that's going, you know, into the college world, into you know, wanting to play these sports uh, that are kids are in high school, middle school that they have to look up to. These right. kids go to these games and you know look up to these guys. You are on the same recruiting trips as them as well, so you look up to them in a way. I know we have uh, Kwame Lasseter here on the phones with us as well. I mean, he could speak about this as well, too. You know, he's, he's been going camp to camp, been around these kids and seeing all these uh, immature activities that's been going along. Knuckleheads. Um, yeah, yeah, knuckleheads that you speak of. I mean, he, he's talking to these youth kids as well. Yeah. Kwame, great yeah, for you hey. to join us on, on the show, man. Good to hear from you. I know, man. I feel like I've been gone forever. 
Yeah, it, it's been a while. Been, I told you, we, we all been we all been gone, uh, kind of a vacationing week, vacation July, uh, man. But never stop working type of week. Uh, but no, we, we were you know ranting off about you know some of the knucklehead situations that are still occurring in the NCAA. Um, Doug shouting out websites or whatnot where you can find these kids at. But I mean, when is it going to end? When will it stop? Um, how can the maturity level in your aspect of it, you know, when, when can it just like be enough? It won't stop until uh, what's happening in NCAA, what's happening to the uh, professional sports. It all takes place at Little League football. When you allow these kids to get away with it, now I was gone for eight days. Mm-hmm. And I was tending to halfway babysitting half of those guys. Uh, but I don't babysit, so I say what it is. And they know me, how I talk and what I mean, and I mean what I say. But it starts there. These kids just didn't wake up and say, oh, I'm going to be a deterrent. Society. I'm, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do what I want. I'm gonna do um, be a self player, self uh, non motivated type of person. But these kids are starting in little league. They're starting in pop one. Right. So it's, it's when will it stop? I say if everything gets strict now, it'll stop in ten years. If nothing, we wait for it to happen and stop fifteen, twenty years, and it will have a different program. And if it's not all about winning, it'll stop then. Mm-hmm. So when you created these sports. You have a competition. Competition is two teams or two or more battling out for a top position at all costs, and the winner gets a big prize. So when it stops being about winning and teaching these kids how to be boys to men, girls to women, when mm-hmm. that happens, the nonsense stops. And when you put so much money involved with it, that's when kids become knucklehead because you can give a kid from who's never had anything millions of dollars. And what is he supposed to do with it? You, you got to expect some uh, insecurities and some, some nonsense behavior. You never taught him how to hold on to a million dollars. You never taught him what a million dollars was or what it means to put it away. And then these college coaches, you can talk about uh, Bo Fisher uh, at Florida State. You can talk about the things he's doing or not doing, mm-hmm. but there's no psychological evaluation for these kids when they come into these big-time programs. He didn't know that kid, or unless he should have done the research, I found out if this kid got in trouble in high school, what right. was his uh, middle school situation like? You got to do extensive research, and I think, and I guarantee you, I really believe it'll stop at a professional level. It'll stop before you even get to professional level. Yeah, well, then once you give kids millions of dollars, you can't tell them what to do. Right, and when you're honestly recruiting or, uh, you know, scouting a kid, don't you want to know the background of where this kid came from? Who you going to bring into your program, or you're going to spend? Uh, has the opportunity to make millions of dollars not only to towards you know the school but also towards towards the coach's name himself. Not they Don't you want to get to know these kids? Florida State. Don't you want to get to know why LaShawn McCoy is throwing an all women's party a week before <laughs> camp? Don't you want to know these hey, certain deals LaShawn. and how that <laughs> relates and you know how younger athletes see this who are looking up and want to be in those shoes next? Especially with new TV revenue deals going off the charts uh, in the NBA, in the NFL, in the NCAA now. You know, those are TV charts that uh, talks are starting to pick well, up now as well. They list yeah. these guys five star, four star. They list those guys, those for a reason. And we know that half of those guys are not four or five stars. They might be three stars. But a three star would be a legitimate three star. They list those things for a reason. So when they come to a university, they sell more season, booster. Uh, uh, alumni sales go up or people who are Florida State fans sales go up because they say oh they got this guy 
out of Alabama? How did Florida State get this guy out of Texas? How did he get this guy all the way across Central California? Well, mm-hmm. he's a five-star player, so you want to go see these five-star players play. You want to see these four-star players play at Florida State. Now, you can get a bunch of guys out of Florida and have a national championship team, and they won't be near five-star. Mm-hmm. They'd be three-star and lights out. We've seen they, a lot. They list them and label them a certain way for marketing and money purposes. Yeah, we've seen that a lot with it. And we've talked about it on the show how these guys are coming out four or five stars that they don't produce, but you have a three-star, J.J. Watt, comes out in NFL top material. So the rankings I don't I don't really look into anymore, but, yeah, it's I just don't see it changing soon because there's so much going on. And it's just I, I just think it's a personality of these kids coming up and the social media and everything else is exploiting it as well. It's just gonna, it's going to be a trend that you're not going to see go away for a while. Yeah. Um, uh, also, man, just throughout this week, I mean, you mentioned something about uh, social media. I mean, it's been some fun news stories, sports stories that's been going along uh, this week as well. One that stood out to me, you talked about social media, was Mark Cuban calling out DeAndre Jordan. Why is he still messing with DeAndre? Bitter. Let, let that man live. He, he's, a, he's upset. He's a grown man. With a lot of toys to play with, and he mad that one of he thought one of the toys he thought he could buy got away. Please upset. DeAndre Jordan did an immature thing, but he didn't break any rules or laws. No, it was immoral, but he didn't break any rules or laws. And I don't know if um, one is more more destructing or disappointing than the next. But he was able to change his mind, and he told why he changed his mind. Uh, one thing I uh, agree with uh, Mark Cuban or agree with the, most people is. Don't get your mother to call or don't don't call. I mean, this is a business or so treat it like a business. So you're going to be up again, DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. You're going to be up again. You're a young guy. That contract is not going to be the end of your career. So you might want to play two or three years left in uh, Dallas where you live in a, in a state that you live, the city and state that you live in. Right. And Mark Cuban's not going to touch you with a gentle quote. Don't burn those bridges, man. I mean, just – you know, how the whole situation turned out. How do you actually even feel about DeAndre Jordan now? Because I know watching him in the NBA, you know, I thought he was a beast. You know, this huge, tough guy. You know, he he, he can be soft and gentle at, at times as well. He's cracking jokes on, like, YouTube channels, commercials, whatever. It You know, he's a fun guy, but at, on the court, he, he's very tough, you know. Right. But at the same time, you know, after all it is, you know. So is the opinion on how he, how he did the whole thing it's just i mean we we know you know he did it he didn't do it in a mature way but but it wasn't a lebron james the the choice 2015 the either. decision oh the choice, choice? the oh, decision wow. whatever you want to call it um but you know i mean it's it's minor compared to lebron look at lebron's falling stuff. yeah we're talking about lebron james and i understand Jordan. but i'm saying as far as a di- what he did is minute compared to what lebron put out there and granted the caliber is different too but was it wrong the way he led him? Yeah. But it wasn't anything that's going to change my opinion as far as the player he is. I'd still try to sign him if I was Phoenix or anybody else as a as a GM. Do you feel, Kwame, you can chime in on this as well. Um, do you feel that DeAndre Jordan now is starting to show he's kind of a, how can I say this, a coward? Kind of like a Dwight Howard type deal where he didn't yeah. know if he wanted to stay, if he wanted to leave. It, I mean, literally, the – Clippers organization had to go to this man's home, sit him down, and wait for him till midnight to sign the contract. They actually kept him, you know, babysat right. in a way for him to even go back and call. And 
you know, Mark Cuban called him out saying, you know, he's so immature. Maybe if I would have told him to change his avatar on his Twitter account, you know, because that's how the whole Twitter world is nowadays. Right. Like people judge off what's on your your icon or, you know, your uh, facial picture, whatever. Um that that has something to do with it as well. Maybe if he would have spoke up about that, do you kind of feel like Dwight DeAndre Jordan is kind of like that coward towards a Dwight Howard since nowadays? No, I wouldn't He's actually more cowardice. I'd say that one I'll say it to his face. This uh, Ohio that's do with uh, me parallel to what uh, Doug does. He want to fight him. Yeah. I said to you, you're a grown man. You know better than that. You're not in college. You've been in the league for about five, six years now. Yeah. You know, um, you're doing business, handle like a business situation. Yeah. That was immature. I don't, I don't, I'm on our side with my people in that regard, but uh, as, far as, as far as me changing my mind, shit, I changed my mind, I changed my mind all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also, man, like, you know, you just look at, the reasoning that he gave why he left the L.A. Clippers at the time, quote-unquote, because of uh, Chris Paul, immaturity, how he is on the court. Chris Paul, he just wants to win. He wants the best out of you. He wants to bring the best yeah. out of each and every player out of DeAndre Jordan. So if you're Yeah, gonna, I will say this. Yeah. When I got back to L.A., the first thing I'm doing is getting in that locker room, getting Chris Paul face. Now, I will say that. That I do know about me. But it would have never got to that point. We would never hear rumblings about – Chris Paul dogging this player or that player. You never heard that about me. Now they're not with my name on it. No, because no, not at all. One thing we got to do is have it out like a man. We're going to talk like a man or we're going to handle a certain situation. Chris Paul saved Tyson Chandler's career and he saved DeAndre Jordan's career. And he made Blake Griffin even better than the, yeah. to the superstar level. I don't he is agree with that. He, oh, it, it's, it's written on the wall. Uh, but I, I kind of look at DeAndre Jordan now and I feel some of that the white cowardness lingering over to the gentle giant mm. now that's in L.A. Mm. Clipperland, back in L.A. Clipperland, and DeAndre Jordan. I mean, I just feel like you had to have a grown man, like you said, Kwame, sit you down, not only one, but Blake Griffin was at the home, uh, Steve Ballmer, Doc Rivers, Doc Rivers' daughter, whoever. They were all at this man's home sitting there until the midnight till he signed the deal. Do you have to have someone really babysit They you? are trespassing. I would have got to my mouth so quick to call the police. <laughs> DeAndre wanted that, though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but, but that, girl, that girl didn't even care about him. That girl, uh, look, look who that girl is. Look what he do. Do your research on him. You know him. Yeah, but, <laughs> I mean, do you have to have, uh, you're a grown man trying to make, you know, your next decision, rather to play in Dallas or or be, go back to L.A. You're already telling everyone, you know, I'm ready to go play in Dallas. Do you really need a fan base, a your teammate, another man to make your decision for you, to help you? Right. No, I, I don't think so. Or father figure. Right, Exactly. We got about a minute before break, and, you know, we got the NFL coming up. I know we mentioned beforehand. We're less than, what, two weeks away? A little over, maybe a week. I think about a week away from NFL camp jumping off. I know college football is going to start up this coming up uh, week. About, I think, around like Thursday or Friday, camps are going to be started around, you know, that August 1st, August 2nd date. But uh, one story that stood out to me so far right now is Mr. Shady McCoy. 
And I, I, I think that's why Kwame's out of studio right now because I think he yeah, got the invite. Party? He, he got the RSVP. I know he got the invite because um, there is no guest one. No. Um, actually, there is no males even invited. It's no. a women's only guest which, list. Which kind I, of, I know Doug's not in the studio. Oh, I'm in the studio, sir. Hey. <laughs> Kwame Lasseter, the sports talk show. We're going to discuss why Doug is in the studio, why Shady McCoy is throwing a shady party coming up. And ASU social media. Kwame Lasseter, the sports talk show. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel surfing is taking the world by storm it's not just the sport itself but the culture that surrounds it from music to fashion art and competition surf talk show is a place that will showcase it all your hosts are jj and the doctor two surfing enthusiasts who have lived and traveled the lifestyle and culture they'll bring you the knowledge and entertainment that'll keep you riding the wave Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. on the West Coast, 2 p.m. East Coast on Voice America Sports. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Hi, this is Jake the Snake Plumber. You're listening to Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk with Demery Lachey and Doug Bremer. They're legit. Because it's Friday. You ain't got no job, and you ain't got shit to do. I guess they did not get to play today. They, uh, they obviously were surprised that you were here as well. Oh, wow. Call me last of the Sports Talk Show. Last segment coming in. Demry Lachey is live in studio. Dougie B is here as well. I guess they were wondering why you were why you are why in studio. Why would I not be here? I can't, I can't take a vacation, uh, yeah, it's, man. Come it's, on, it's a numerous, numerous ideas just popped in my head. Well, hey, come on, man. Now you, you did come in here showing off this little Buckeyes T-shirt. Yes. which I, 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 I'm actually feeling Thank it. You. I like it. It's not a medium, so uh, it's, 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 it's representing well in what's going on right now in Ohio State Buckeye land with camp coming up. Yes, Urban Meyer let some secrets out. Well, not necessarily him himself, but Braxton Miller went on to take and you know gave out. The information, what's going on with this trio dual quarterback situation at Ohio State, the Ohio State, what's going on National during the Champions. horseshoe? Um, yeah, so three quarter way, three quarterback way uh, challenge right now just went from three to two. Yep. And yep. Braxton Miller discussing that you know he's wanting to move or getting moved to the H back position, to a slot receiver, to you know uh, just a hybrid offensive player now. Um, in the Urban Meyer system. Yep. Which I was this before. a great choice? This is my top question. Was this a great choice for Braxton Miller? Because you know Urban Meyer suggested it, and he let the, let the decision be made for Braxton 
to choose, you know, for him to participate in this yeah. hybrid position. Yeah, and I think it's going to be a great choice for Braxton because I've said it on the show before. You did. For him to move out there, it gives Ohio State that offense. Not just another weapon out there, but it just opens up that offensive game book so many times because it's not like he's going to be removed from the quarterback spot altogether. About uh-huh. 80% of the time he's going to be practicing with the H-back area, still about 20% with the quarterback. So he's still going to be in there. But now you have that option to have him on a sweep or something and dump it over the middle, dump it deep. It just gives you a lot more opportunity. But he's an athlete, and it gives Ohio State that extra athlete on the field. Mm-hmm. With that being said, now you look at the quarterback spot between JT Barrett, which I think he should be the starter. That's going to be my projected starter. Um you know, you can't you can't look at Cardell Jones and take him out of the picture. But I think overall, mm-hmm. JT Barrett fits that more prototypical quarterback spot over Cardell. Okay. And people are coming out and talking about, well, Cardell took him and won the championship. No, he didn't win the championship for him. You sure? No. Okay. Ezekiel right. Jones won that championship for him. Cardell was it? Ezekiel Elliott. What I say? Jones. All right, sorry. You, I was you, thinking Jones. You, you, Ezekiel you hear that Elliott. Jones coming in your head again, right? <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott. There's a but reason. That, There's a thing. Jones word. But go any, ahead. any three of those quarterbacks would have won that championship because of Ezekiel. Now, that's why I'm not sold on Cardell. Mm-hmm. I'm not sold on him yet because he hasn't been able to go out Whew. there. And now, hold on, though. But uh, is, on, he, is he an athlete? Is he an athlete? He's a great athlete. My tongue is tightening. Is he a great athlete? Yes. Is he a great quarterback? Yes. Yeah. But I have not seen him take the game into his hands and have to throw the ball consistently. The we- the best way I could put him in is like a Tony Romo type situation. Not comparing him to Tony Romo, but Tony Romo putting the game in his hands, he struggles. You give him a quarterback and let him just manage the game, yeah. he'll, they'll win games. Okay, That's what I look at Cardell Jones so far because I haven't seen him have to throw the ball, to have to actually command that team down the field instead of giving to Ezekiel and just having him Run it out. All right. JT Barrett, I've seen that. All right. I trust JT Barrett over Cardell Jones right now. That's who I choose going into the season at quarterback is JT. All right. Kwame, uh, still on the lines there. Yeah, I, don't, I, I, won't, dis, I won't discount what, uh, what, who those quarterbacks are. Yeah. Not, not to mention the running, running game they had. One guy can never do it, but he was a huge part of them winning that championship because they won them. They didn't need to throw the ball as many times as they did. And when they did throw the ball, there was a high percentage of being effective and doing so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, as far as the decision of moving uh, Braxton to H-back, I'm fine with it as long as, he was, as long as it was his decision. But that opens up a lot what they can do in our offense because if he touched the ball, you got to remind yourself. He can run that football. He was a good, pretty good scrambler and can also throw. So you got to stay tuned to what you do defensively. When I when he had the ball in his hand, mm-hmm. he take off running. That H back sometimes maybe a linebacker trying to cover him, a, a little side linebacker mm-hmm. or a smaller corner. So it it opens up and it it, it, builds, it holds well for what the Ohio State Buckeyes are trying to do offensively, and, and they just made themselves that much more powerful for getting that best athletes on the field. Right, and they solidified themselves a championship again. I mean, they, they were going to the national championship. I, yeah. That's that's arguable. Um, no, they're going to be in. The, they're going to be in the championship game for sure. No one else is going to be able to compete up there. That's I don't all. think so. What? Because all you're looking at is their offense and not their defense. I'm looking at their defense too. Now their defense, their offense, put up great numbers during the regular season. But when it comes down to the playoffs, everything changed. That's literally 
high school, college, and professional. Everything changed during regular during the postseason. Yeah, so there are a lot of pieces. Um, a lot of guys got drafted from Ohio State this season that they had to fill in a lot of holes. I'm not uh, worried about it. One instance at receiver was Devin Smith. You know, he's been starting. What, since it's like freshman year? Yeah. I mean, this guy played four years of great football, got drafted second, third round. I don't remember, but that's a, that's a huge fill-in, not only on the field, but as a leader off the field in that receiver position. And there's some other guys that graduated. Uh, you move in, like Kwame said, move Braxton Miller over. I don't know how quickly that would transpire because it's going to take time. The Big Ten is nothing, you know, that you're going to walk into – where you can make those certain changes and you know expect greatness out of Braxton Miller that you've seen out of the quarterback position. Is he one of the best yeah. athletes in college football? No question. Yeah. Now it's translating into a receiver position because you see the ball differently. You see the game differently. It's a different view right. at the receiver position than it is quarterback. He's already been running routes with JT Bear too. That's fine. It, it, it gets morning. real when Saturday yep. night you put those pads when on. Saturday afternoon yep. gets, gets going. When the crowd really going and seeing the ball, it, it's a different view. Seeing JT Barrett scramble, then try to hit you on your route to to make those adjustments, to know that when a safety is going to hit you, to win, to cover up, and you know to stay away from the T Rex arms and catching the football. Yep. It's going to be an experience that JT that well, as, Miller as a quarterback. You try to protect him most of the time. Now you can't protect him. No. So now let's see if he can take hits and right. stay yep. in games and being effective. Right and. Was it a, was this a great position change for Braxton Miller? I do agree. I think you do it now, Doug. I agree with that with that point uh, to get him ready for the NFL because I think Denard Robinson was a little too late in his transition. Right. Um, his was kind of like a, of a mid season in Michigan, and they were so lost under Brady Hoke. So, uh, but he it took him a while once he got to the NFL to really translate that game that he was taught that new position. He had a great season. Uh, last season with Jacksonville, but now, you know, for the future, who knows? Um, Braxton Miller right now with Ohio State, with Urban Meyer's um, offensive game plan, kind of that Percy Harvin situation for Braxton Miller, I can see that translating into, that's at best, and at worst, um, he he won't play. Because there is no slackers walking around that Ohio State campus. Oh, no. And Urban Meyer knows that as well. Like, don't expect, you know, him to come out day one and be phenomenal, be an All-American. That's not going to happen. But, uh, going back to the quarterback situation, I mean, you mentioned you're not too sold on Cardell Jones. I mean, I, I think he's number As one a starter. guy. I think he's number one guy going in. No, JT Barrett's number one. Talk bro. about prototypical. I mean, he's 6'5", 250. That's all pro right there. Uh, he, he has an arm. He has a stronger arm than JT Barrett. JT Barrett has that college football game set where you can scramble, you can move around. He has a great arm as well, too. But Cardell Jones has all the tools. He's hard to take down. He can move in the pocket. Uh, he's a winner. I mean, look at the game that JT Barrett lost. It was outside the conference. It was against a great. It was against a great defensive team in Virginia Tech, and you saw a whole different Ohio State team. You saw a whole different JT Barrett. Right. You know, after you know playing against the Big Ten, you know he he pretty much dominated the Big Ten play. But you know, outside the Big Ten, where you know some of those games really do matter, you look at Cardale Jones and taking down. You know, he played against Wisconsin, dominated which they get a lot of film over years watching Wisconsin. Right. You study that as a backup. You know you know what you got coming at you. Then you go against a team like Alabama, you know, the best defense SEC-wise, and Cardell Jones performed very well. Yeah, Ezekiel Elliott did play well. It's only because that passing game was attacking downfield that it left the running lanes open 
for Ezekiel Elliott to take over at times. Because remember, Ezekiel's a beast. Ezekiel had a a decent first half against Alabama, but when did it happen? The second half. Second half adjustments. Alabama adjusted to that passing game like, whoa, this guy Cardell, he can really play. And make those adjustments. Okay, we'll hand the ball off to you know our five star, four star prospect Ezekiel Elliott to dominate the game. Same deal against Oregon. Yeah. You know these are out of conferences teams where you don't have too much time. And as a quarterback to mature in that situation, his maturity level, right? Those three games. Are you kidding me? I don't think JT Barrett would have won all those three games uh, with him. I don't think Ohio State would have won with see, JT Barrett uh, at the helm. See, I got to disagree. I think JT Barrett would have won. Those I'm not games. sure. It'll be, you know, <clears throat> we'll see what happens coming yeah. up in uh, spring yeah. ball. Because I, I, I think that's where. No, it's, it's, it's camp now. It's, it's, it's real. Spring ball's over. Not spring ball, but that's why I mean. Yeah, camp. Coming up to camp. Because mm-hmm. you got, I think JT Barrett going into it's going to be the projected start. But I think it's his his choice to lose and keep with Cardell Jones close. I I would be okay with either one of those quarterbacks leading Ohio State. Don't get me wrong. I just think I, I I give it to JT Barrett right now over over Cardell. Okay, but he could he can change my mind. I love both quarterbacks, yeah. honestly, and that's the thing. I, mean, I like I, them both. Any of if you give me both those quarterbacks, I'll be okay with it. I'll oh. be fine with it because I can intermean them. Um, but anyways, I did want to touch base really quick. It actually hit ESPN's top ten last night, um, and we were talking about social media and all the knuckleheads. Well, ASU quarterback Berkovici, him and his girlfriend were out in the practice facility. And Berko was uh, tossing her a couple of routes and everything else. But they mm-hmm. did put it on, like, Instagram and Twitter and all that, but made made the uh, top ten. Both of them, he taught, like, a, almost like a 25, 30-yard toss to her, caught it right in the hands and everything else. But it's just funny seeing that, you know, you have all this negative stuff going on, and then you see something positive, you know, with going out there and seeing that in there. So, of course, anything issue positive, I'm going to hit touch base on anyways. That's That's positive? That's positive, that's, man. That's, that's, that's positive. What that's she, positive. Mm, I don't know. I'm not taking my girlfriend to <laughs> to my to my battlefield. No way. Um, uh, it's a cute, yeah, I guess, but <laughs> there's no way I'm taking my lady out to the battlefield with me at, 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 at any time. I mean, maybe when I'm retired, when I'm done playing, but when I got no, a huge no, no season, practice, though, just when I have a huge season coming up, Berkovici, uh, where ASU has came from and where they are now. Yeah. Um, no, I, I wouldn't let. I mean, it's cute, it's fun, yeah. Um, that's just who I am. I don't know, Doug. I, I, I'm, you got to get a girlfriend first, though. Well, I mean, that's it, it's just a it's <laughs> yeah, just a count of a choice. You got to get a girlfriend. <laughs> it, it's, it's just a count of a choice, you know. Pick one, pick one out the hat for uh, me if you want to. Oh, but I, I didn't know. I, hey, I didn't know. Call me. Hey, <laughs> yeah, he just talk quiet. about talk about uh, talk about you know women. What's up with this Shady McCoy party, man? I mean, we got a minute left before break. Is this what goes on in the NFL? Like, before camp? I don't know what's going on. What are you talking about? It, it's shady. It is shady. You're right. It's <laughs> the true pool, definition of only a women-only. Yeah, and not only that, they have to show ID at the door. Uh, they have to sign an agreement form to uh, what's going to go on. The location still is unknown. Uh, it's 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 pretty uh, high-maintenance. I don't know. Um and it's all women, supposedly. Um, mm. Is this what goes on a week before in the NFL? I, I never, you know, I never been there. I never experienced relaxation, that. relaxation week. I, I just, it's, it's very shady. I, I'm just, I, I just don't. Yeah, 
He went into the the pool party. <laughs> he got access Kwame's a shady right now. Well, unfortunately, you know, we'll find out more about that story Monday because I know TMZ or someone is going to be all over that situation. Yes. Uh, his party on Sunday for this women festivities. But uh, it's great to be back in studio. Great to get back from vacation. I know you're going to Colorado. Safe travels to you and Living the family as well. Thank you. Um, so we will be back here Monday. Uh, Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. Demi Lachey is here in studio. Uh, and we'll catch you back Monday. for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. <laughs>